Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, a weekly episodic podcast where two good friends get together and discuss all things NHL as well as their impact on the fantasy hockey universe. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Costu. Happy to introduce this inaugural first episode of season two of the Rink Moose podcast. Join with my good pal, Kyle Nice. Kyle, how are you doing on this fine, very <laughs> fine uh, Sunday evening? Well, Nick, I never thought I'd say this, but it's good to be back in the closet here. Wow. <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't say that. It's not great to be back in the closet. It's kind of kind of dingy in here. Not a lot of airflow, but uh, yeah. it's good to be back on the horn. We're uh, we're excited to get things going. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of felt like a fast off season for me. You know, it kind of felt like we just did our last episode uh, like a couple weeks ago. But mm. here we are back at it again with a, a fresh new look at the NHL and a lot of exciting things happening. So yeah, I'm, so I'm you- excited. You wish, you wish you could have enjoyed the off season a little longer. Yeah, you know, it went by a little. It feels like I'm not ready to like dive in. You know, fantasy yeah. wise, like watching the games. When am I gonna watch the games? You know. Yeah. Like all of well, a sudden, I was, I was, yeah, I have to carve out more time to really like give this, uh, give this a lot of, uh, a lot of heart. You know. Well, I'm speaking again. I'm actually surprised we're doing this right now because Colorado they they're in action right now against uh, Minnesota. Kale McCarr in the lineup. That's the other thing I got to say is in in my uh, wise years now I I've learned to really distrust preseason and really just mm-hmm. not give a, as much of a hoot anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like uh, it just the translation is just farther off than I ever thought it would be. So I mean I like look. I saw the other Colorado game. You know, saw a little bit of Kale McCarr, a little Sam Girard action, but I'll tell you, Nathan McKinnon looked like uh, just totally not Nathan McKinnon. So, yeah, everything's with a grain of salt at this point. Uh, it's mostly yeah. just about watching the young guys, really. Yeah, it was bizarre. Like I looked at, I just looked at the stats, and like apparently he he didn't even have a shot on goal like the whole game. Oh, the the puck was like slipping off his stick everywhere yeah. he was going. Like his skating was fine, but it was just sliding off <clears> everywhere. <throat> Although I I will say I did tune in for a bit of the uh, the Buffalo Toronto game last night and uh-huh. uh, boy that Jack that Jackie boy gets me excited. Yeah, he's that, he's looking uh, in mid season form, huh? Him him and the defenseman, the the Swedish defenseman. Oh, who was that uh, guy again? Uh, <laughs> Rasmus uh, Sandin yeah. was it? Or... <laughs> yeah, very funny. Oh boy. Um, you know who yeah, they looked, looked good. good there was Sam Reinhardt with some pretty yeah. passes. Mike passing. Yeah. He's just hitting yeah, his prime who, now too. I did not know he had that element in his game. Oh. Like he, he You know he what's easy like to forget? It's easy to forget he was a number 2 overall pick. Second That's overall. Nuts. And he was in his draft year he was being pegged as oh the next Patrice Bergeron hockey sense through the roof. Wow. That was that guy. He was that guy. Wow. So you, you know what? You never know what if he if he hits a good stride this year, just entering his prime. You never know what he could do. He's he's at least on my fantasy radar for sure in the later rounds. I just assumed he was you know Eichel's butt buddy on the tricycle there. <laughs> you know that was about it. That's yeah. he, that's all Sam Reinhart was to me. Well, then but. here you go. You're an outsider. You're not a, a Kelly's Corner <laughs> Buffalo fan. No, no, no. Of course not. But um, uh, well, but yeah. 
speaking of uh, speaking of some young guys, Nick, we're I know you're getting more into junior hockey these days, especially mm. with this 2020 coming up. Now you went to go see the big old Kingston opening season game to watch mm. a certain fellow. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it was it was the opening night at the uh, the the Leon Center here in Kingston. Um, it was uh, you know Kingston hosting the uh, Oshawa Generals, who I didn't know much about. Don't really know too many guys on their team. Hmm. Uh, but you know, I you know, there just so happened there were a lot of you know seats left over last minute. I it was a cheap seat, you know, 20, 25 bucks gets you gets you you know right by the glass for these games. And uh, of course, I wanted to go see Shane Wright, the uh, the the prodigy they call him. Uh, right. Granted, exceptional player status just last year. I I think what is he fifth or sixth to get the honor? Uh, I think six. I think yeah. And 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 I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, like full disclosure, late last year, Kyle sent me a video of just an interview, shitty quality interview of just him talking <laughs> into a microphone, answering questions. And and it was like a four minute interview. I immediately was sold. This kid's special, like just the way he handles himself, mature beyond his years. Like mm-hmm. something I like this kid, like right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, may as well see him play because I hadn't even seen any highlights of him. Um, and so yeah, I went down uh, to see him, and uh, I mean, I mean, to me, it looks like there's going to be some growing pains. I mean, <laughs> this this kid has he's got some work to do. Um, I, I made a whole scouting report. Um, I didn't Make even notes. Like, go. I, yeah, like I, 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 like whenever something like a thought came to my head, like I immediately wrote them down. I mean, first off, he's big. He's very big. Oh yeah. I, I like, like for a 15 year old, I, I thought he was gonna get pushed over and like would look fragile out there. He looks big. Oh. Okay. Uh, like yeah, I almost have that same reaction. I when we saw McDavid for the first time, I'm like, huh. Like he's just a he's like a tall, you know slender dude but like he 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 just like he, he looks like he belongs out there yeah which was good to see um i kid you not kyle very first shift of the game he caught an edge fell right towards me no like literally fe- like he, there was a puck retrieval they dumped the puck into the zone shane wright went to get it i was behind the goalie the, the net and literally shane went falling right into me first no shift of the game. way Wow. I kid you not. Wow. I'm not making this up. That's <laughs> that, that was my first memory of Shane Wright. Wow. Uh, You're like lucky, I literally man. my notes right here. I fell for a shift. Oh. Um, yeah. I f- uh, uh, but yeah. He's probably nervous, What's that? right? Probably nervous. What? Nervous? Yeah, nervous. I think so. He didn't fall the rest of the... Like, he fell twice on that opening shift, and the one time was right into the boards next to me. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny. But anyways, uh, he was caught me as more of a pass first guy you know not 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 there to snipe not he's not going to score goals like we've been seeing from that you know quentin byfield fellow so far um you know very, very pass first high hockey iq knows where to be both the uh both like offensively knows knows where guys are when he has the puck um you know has a sneaky quick release there was a you know one play where the defenseman was right on him it was a one-on-one situation and he was able to just quickly fire off a shot uh, that was mm-hmm. impressive um you know very very good passing not nothing to complain about there offensively he look he he just looks like a guy who can quarterback the power play he they had him on the left point 
uh, on the power play along with the defenseman. So that seems to be where he's going to be slotted in. First power play, mind you. So he's getting a lot of minutes. The coach is trusting him. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, like immediately throwing him into the fire. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, character was on display, communicating with his his, uh, teammates, you know, always before face-offs. Like for a 15-year-old to be doing that, I, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, got robbed on a couple of chances. He didn't score. He, he had no stats the whole game, but he 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 had a, he had a really good opportunity to score on one shift. But the goalie had a nice, very nice glove save. Um, but you know, still growing pains. Like I said, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look like he has that speed that like McDavid has. He does. He's not that player. Like he's mm-hmm. he immediately is not that player. Like he's he's not McDavid where he can just his speed will get will just blur. Up by guys he's not that he's more of a Crosby um that at least that's my first you know reaction mm. um he, he got beat in his own zone like defending the, like the centerman in front of the net he wasn't watching him got lost in his own zone and ended up being a goal against so that was his one minus of the night um so clearly some some learning there mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean uh, again like I'll, I'll just like he's not he didn't come off as just this flashy McDavid-like player or, or some guy who's going to snipe like Kucherov. He just seems like he seems very Crosby-like. He just he he knows where to be. He's distributing the puck well. He's finding guys. He's good at generating zone, you know, exits and entries. Um, he's just a s- solid player. That that was my reaction the, f- the first game. Well, I'm actually very pleased to hear that because, I mean, as long as he didn't do anything egregiously wrong. You know, like no. like three ter- three terrible turnovers, because I mean, absolutely we, did not happen. Yeah, we got to remember. I mean, as long as he looked solid, and you said he was more of a pass first, but this is all what mm-hmm. we expect from like a first game in the OHL for a, a very young kid, fifteen. My God, fifteen yeah. years old. So I'm I'm impressed that he didn't. I mean, obviously that blown coverage that can be expected. I'm impressed mm-hmm. he's on the power play. Like is that mm-hmm. was that the top unit he was on? Top unit. Every every chance they had on a power play, he was right out there, and he would always play the point. It's insane. Like that's mm-hmm. perfect deployment for that kind of. I love the coach. Yeah, the coach did a good job getting him in there. Lots of minutes. So and in the skating, I'm not too worried. Like you know, he's gonna. De- he's still got like development to do uh, skating wise too. I'm sure that's gonna come soon because he was a a really good skater back in uh, like when they were scouting him out of AAA. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll come too. It's just. You know, I'm sure he just didn't want to try too, too much uh, in the first game, like make any big, uh, you know, he'll get more confident out there. I'm, I'm impressed with uh, with what you've said so far. Yeah, like things I like, things I didn't like, but um, I still, I want to see a lot more. And I think, like I will, like for, correct me if I'm wrong, he's going to play minimum three years in this league, right? That's correct. 15, 16, 17, and then 18, you're in the show? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean it's it's going to be at least 3. He's going to get, you know, a world junior or two under his belt. So uh this is just the start of this of this, you know, resume of his that I'm going to get to see. But uh I don't know, it was it was like a fun little first impression. You know, yeah. I'm not ready to buy the jersey yet. I told you that. You know, I I came very close to doing so. Mm-hmm. But uh just can't do it yet. Can't do it. Yeah, he's got to win you over. He's got it. He's got it. There's got to be like a factor, like a play a in a moment. game, like you know the jersey moment, right? We've yes. Talked about yes. This yes. Of What's course. the moment that you pull the trigger? And and for me, it's not enough of a jersey moment. Just hearing a guy speak, like there right. needs to be more than character to get a jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we'll, well see what happens uh, next Friday. 
they'll be in action again in their second game of the season. I'll see if I find the time to go, but it'll be uh, Marco Rossi and the uh, Ottawa 67s in town. Oh, that'll be a good scout. What, what do you know about him? Not much, just that he's some okay. sort of he's Swiss, I think. Uh, I don't think That's he'll what they're fl- saying. I don't think he'll be a top 10 at the end of the day. Okay. He's a really, really old player in the in this draft. Mm-hmm. Like I know Lafreniere is old. He's older. He's even older than Lafreniere, and mm-hmm. uh, I just think he'll be just fringe top ten, just outside. Okay. But I don't know too much about him to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm basically planning on going to. Of course, we're going to the Sudbury game in November. Um, yes. I'm planning on seeing Saginaw when they come to town. That'll be in January uh, to see Perfetti play. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Drysdale. He'll be in town January too with with Erie. You mm-hmm. know, those are kind of the marquee guys you got to see, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, That'll be exciting. I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated as I, as I, as I hopefully go to more of these games. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, business, business first, first order of business here. I mean, the most important order of business is uh, our season preview. We want to provide you guys with our predictions of, of where these teams are going to land. Um, we don't want to go through what we did last year. We literally oh, went, boy. we went, dipped our toes into literally every single detail of these teams. You know, fantasy rankings, brutal. centers, goalies, left wing, right wing. <laughs> well, what we decided to do was we're going to give you guys what you want immediately, and that's our predictions. We're going to go Atlantic and Metro today. The whole picture of the of the Eastern Conference, along with some uh, you know fantasy tidbits along the way. Am I right? Yes. Everywhere we can okay. sprinkle them in, we'll try to get a little bit of knowledge in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess without further ado, uh, we will start. Where do you want to start here? Atlantic Metro? Um, yeah. You know what? Why don't we go off? Let's, let's do Atlantic first. I'll, uh, Atlantic we'll just go first. from your list. You say the team first and I'll give you, uh, I'll say it after just okay. cause we'll, we'll go by that, uh, structure and then, uh, I'll just say my analysis after. So, so I give my take of the worst team. Yeah, and then and you then go right afterwards. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this should come as no surprise, but uh, my eighth seeded team in the Atlantic Division, the bottom feeders, so to speak, and, and who will be first in the running for the young Alexi Lafreniere. <laughs> Don't you dare, Lafreniere. No. How do you pronounce it? Lafreniere. Is that how he says it? Yes. Lafreniere. Well, that, that's how the French say it. Lafreniere. Yes, Yer. And and how do you say the elect? Is it Alexi? Ale- Alexi. Alexi Lafreniere. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it right. So, first in the running for Alexi Lafreniere, the Ottawa Senators. No. Um, quite fitting, if you ask me. It would be nice for him to go to a Canadian market. I'd like um, that. You know, he's he's close to the to the queue, which I mean, Ottawa's close to the queue where where he's playing right now with the mm. Ramuski Ramuski Oceanic. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, Ottawa, I got the eighth, and to me, everything just comes down to the offseason moves they made, particularly with the coach. To me, it looks like they wanted to hire a guy who is going to be more of a development coach instead of like a tactician who's going to get them into the playoffs. Um, that's why they went out and hired this assistant of the of the Leafs. Um, that to me just says we're ready to go tank, finish in last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring in former Leafs, um, you know, notable guys being Connor Brown, Ron Hainsey, um, you know, uh, Zaitsev. Zaitsev. 
of course. So, I mean, to me, it looks like they were just looking at guys to fill their roster, yeah. to find a coach who can develop these young guys like Colin White and uh, and 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 Kachuk and and Shabbat, who, by the way, signed the extension eight, eight uh-huh. years, eight mil, which everyone seems to love. Um, so, yeah, nothing else needs to be said. That that's my take, and that's why I see them finishing last. You know, you had a bad season last year when. Uh... Even though everyone's probably predicting you to come last this season, there's still an, an element of positivity in the city. Like, uh, don't don't you feel right. like in Ottawa there's this kind of vibe where you know at least I know we're still on the bottom, but at least we're on the on the rise. Like it just seems like right. now things are in place. The the horrible chaos is now behind them. They've got Shabbat signed, great. They've got young kids coming in. They finally have a first rounder in this draft. So it's like it's something to look forward to. Which is and I, and you know I'll be honest. Whenever I'm going to TSN radio these days, Nick, I'm always I'm always clicking Ottawa. I'm like, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. I, always, I kind of want to take the pulse of that city, and I want them to do well. So, but let's yeah, let's be honest. The the offense is piss poor. Uh, it's got the worst depth in the NHL offensively. Uh, mm-hmm. The coach the coach looks like he's gonna he's gonna be bringing some some high energy, some speed. Like you said, the development that's that's good to see. Uh, and then that Brandstrom kid, if you if you remember him from the Mark Stone trade, right? I don't know if this kid's gonna make the make the team this year. Like he yeah. he he's been okay in the in the in the preseason and the training camp, but not amazing. So it's yeah. like, why don't you just season him one more year? Let the defense look like crap, like it does on paper. And uh, yeah, Craig Anderson, who the hell knows? Flip a coin, right? Who knows mm. what kind of Craig Anderson we're gonna get? The guy is forty now, so. Um, yeah, Colin White's your number one center. Ah, you know what? Just just wrap it up. Like get get your experience in, try to keep things positive and, and move forward with this team. Yeah. Again, we can't I can't disagree. We we both have them last. I have to ask, what hmm. did you think of the uh the Colin White contract? Um what was the number again? I remember six not... years, four point seven five a year. Yeah, great contract. Great contract. Why is that but see, wouldn't you just say who is this guy what's he done to earn that contract um well that's the thing these days these contracts are all kind of like a little bit of predicting into the future i I think it's so safe to say that this guy is going to earn that contract and pretty knowingly that he's going to be their number one center this year i think that's a pretty good deal on uh, on everyone's part there like Mm -hmm. maybe he hasn't earned 4.7 but we all kind of know around the table here that uh, that he's gonna earn that in the next. Like couple in three years. years, that'll look good. Oh, for sure. Whereas I think, right I now think you look at it and you're like, meh. I mean, if he does a solid job this year, I think it'll yeah. look good. Yeah, for sure. If he holds That's his like, own, four point seven five is like nothing money for like a top six center. Oh God, nowadays, right? No, you're laughing. You're laughing. Yeah. I think I think the Shabbat contract was great too. Yeah, it'll be so, great so the down man- the road. The, the the management they're doing their job. You're saying yes. Pierre Dorian okay. is finally uh, good, making some good moves. Already. Um, so yeah. With that said, they are the eighth seed. We both agree on that. So mm-hmm. nothing more to touch on there. The seventh seed, finishing right ahead of them, the Detroit Red Wings. Ah. Uh... Do we agree? Disagree? We agree. <laughs> we agree. Okay. So Detroit. Uh, I got them ahead of Ottawa, just because I think they their better players are a little more. You know, developed. They they've had a little more time to 
get accustomed to the big big leagues. Of course, I'm alluding to Dylan Larkin, who should continue to post point-per-game numbers. I expect a big year out of him, a huge fantasy sleeper. If you look at his ADP yeah. right now, well below where it should be. This should be a guy on everybody's radar. Um, and, and that goes to the guys who play with him as well. We're talking Anthony Mantha, who you know would could easily put up 65 to 70 points uh, playing alongside him, as well as uh, the young Tyler Bertuzzi, who will looks to be on that line as well. Uh, I've heard ramblings of him potentially hitting 60 points if if he can stay up there. So Mm. um, that in itself is a very strong first line, something Ottawa doesn't quite have yet. They they have to chuck, (laughs) but nothing nothing beyond that. Um, And then, of course, uh, an Andreas Athanasiu, who is kind of on an island on his own. You know, he doesn't play with Larkin, doesn't play with any other talented guys. But just looking at him, the, the talent's there. The speed is there. The goal-scoring ability is there. This is a guy who could up could put up 30 goals uh, in, in his sleep. So uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic about those guys. Those guys will keep him in games. They'll, they'll keep him, you know, scoring. And then, of course, they, ju- they just have a better defense than, mm-hmm. than this, this Ottawa team that basically inherited all the shitty toys from Toronto. <laughs> um, and, and we're talking, you know, guys who they, they have experience. Mike Green, Patrick Nemeth, who they got from Colorado, Danny DeKaiser. Um, they, they just seem a little further into their development and their rebuild than Ottawa right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I don't see them, you know, making a playoff push or anything, they they just they seem like a little stronger of a team. So if Ottawa finishes with say sixty five points, I could see Detroit getting something like seventy five. So there it is. Yeah, I, and I think uh, I made a note here that these two teams, Ottawa, Detroit, for me, there's a big gap between how bad they are and how bad the rest of the entire East is. Like the mm-hmm. next best team, I think, is a lot better than both these teams. True. Uh, but I agree with what you said. That top line is actually a really solid top line. Uh, you mentioned Larkin going late in the draft. I mean, I, I think that's a lot to do with he's a, he's a center, pure center only in that uh, Yahoo format. Um, I think Mantha is going to be a really great sleeper pick. I mean, you look back at what he did at the World Championships, he was like one of the best Canadian players on, on that team. Like that guy was scoring left, right, and center. He's always had the tools. The guy can. The guy put up 40 goal seasons in his sleep in, in the queue when he was in his draft uh, draft year and draft plus one. So this guy's talented. He's big, and I think he's just starting to put it together. Uh, this mm-hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi kid kind of reminds me of like a, a Josh Anderson type. So, and I, I like that kind of guy for you know kind of playoff hockey. And I think he he's the one of those guys who maybe won't put up huge numbers in the in the regular season, but he'll be in every situation to do so, given the depth of the team. So, uh, he 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 might he might do something something out there. Um, yeah, I mean their defense isn't great for me. Uh, I wouldn't touch any of their any of their defensemen. Zadina, he's probably going to be seeing more time with the big club this year, but. Don't expect too, too much out of him. Don't expect a call their case or anything like that. And uh, Joe Valeno has looked very, very solid in his preseason hmm. and training camp. Very, very solid. Generational fact, player, right? No, no. But he, you know what? He did lead the entire rookie showcase in scoring goals. Wow. Um, and he's, just, he's shown a lot. He's, they've been impressed with him left, right, and center. That being said, um, I think it's wise to give him another year. Uh, outside of the big club, again, what are you really shooting for? They're going to be losing a lot. And, you know, let them go play at the World Juniors with Alexi Lafreniere on the top line, right? So uh, keep him out one more year, but he's looking like a very, very solid number two center down the line, maybe even 
next year. So I like where they're going. I like that Dennis Chalowski. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that Taro Hirose. Don't know much about him, just like his name. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they're they're gonna get a, a good top five pick this year. So good good things out of Detroit coming up, but not this season. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, they got the right GM in the GM chair now, right? Oh, Of course, yes. the Iserman who built up Tampa. So um, they, there should be good reason to trust them and their vision. And another top five pick should go a long way in, uh, mm. in continuing the rebuild. Oh, quick note. You remember that guy they drafted this year who everyone was like, what the hell is he? Oh, Moritz Sider? The, the, yeah, the defenseman, yeah. He's looked amazing. He's wow. looked awesome. At, in in camp so far everyone's been all the tweets i see are like wow cider really killing it so yeah again he won't make the team but it's maybe showing that maybe stevie knew something that uh, everyone else didn't so not a well, bad he, pick there maybe he played with like in the german league right yeah so he's playing with grown men already so he i could see why he'd be you know kind of ready already for prime time you know yeah 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 uh and yeah one more note dylan larkin adp you want to take a stab at this guy? Uh, I th- I think it's I think it's around like seventy two, a hundred and twenty five. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. What? I told you. I told you he's getting picked in that Quinn Hughes, Zach oh Wierenski, Shea Theodore, Reese line in Evander Kane area. Well, what what I'm noticing when I'm doing my things, my my mocks is like mm-hmm. you get to a point around like seventy eighty draft. And, uh, and you're just like, there's some really amazing centers still mm-hmm. on the board here. Like the Ryan O'Reilly's, the Dylan Larkins, mm-hmm. you know, that spot. And, uh, and yep. you're like, I can't pick them. And you got Sean Couturier sitting there. I can't pick them. Cause I've already got three or four right. centers. So you get, you end up getting screwed. So maybe a tip there is if you can, if it makes sense, try to get good wingers early. Cause you know, the centers are still going to be very high quality later on down the road. Yeah. Good point. If, uh, don't yeah, sacrifice I don't mean, sacrifice too much to do it, but you know. Yeah, I mean, if his ADP is one twenty five, I'll have I'll, I'd happily take that player, like you said, yeah. in the eighty range, eighty, mm-hmm. seventy five, seventy. Um, yeah, I think Taves is even going later than that. He's going like, <laughs> he's going late, late, late. My I God. think it, I think it's because all these players out of nowhere put up sixty points. Like sixty points became nothing last year. Yeah, and and they're all they all have these high stats. Because scoring's gone up, and now, of course, in these drafts, there's so many of them. You see them like around round one, like uh, they read the hundredth pick, and you're like, "Holy shit, they're they're still there." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moving on. This is, of course, where I think things get interesting because this, of course, is where variety might come in. I, th- I think you said it right. Yeah. Those two, those two other teams occupying the two bottom spots. Mm-hmm. Um, with my third last team, sixth overall in the Atlantic Division, pains me to say it. Oh, I know it. Buffalo, I'm coming for you. Wow. Buffalo Sabres, unfortunately, will miss the playoffs again. And and I don't want to go. I don't want to be sour on them because I really like what they're doing. And I like what they did in the offseason. I like acquiring guys like Colin Miller, you know, Mm -hmm. really, really bolstering the blue line. But uh, to me, it's more it's more the other teams around them being that much stronger. Teams like yeah. Florida making improvements. Teams like Montreal looking like they're ready for a run. Um, to me, it, that's why they're there, and and they seem a year or two away from from prime time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to me, I think the biggest thing is goaltending. I I, yes. I think they did a lot, you know, to improve up front. I I, I like the acquisitions they made. Um, you know, just looking at their their top six right here. I mean. 
You're going to have Reinhardt and Eichel maybe separated to kind of provide more depth there in the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Vesey they acquired. He's going to help them. Uh, Victor Olafson, who was a leading scorer in the AHL for them last year. Looks like he's ready for prime time. Um, you know, on defense, they're stronger with Colin Miller, as I said. Uh, <laughs> they look good. On paper, they look good. But yeah. I still think the goaltending on this team's atrocious. And if you saw the game last night, you would have seen Carter Hutton had a very rough game. And, and I don't think this is a guy who can play over 50 games. I think this is going to be another, you know, 45 and and 40 split between him and this this Linus Olmark. And um, that the goaltending is going to hold them back. They need an mm. established goalie, and that's something the, organi- or the organization lacks. Mm. Um, not to mention guys like Dalene, they, they, they still have growing to do. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're not, they're not quite ready to be, you know, studs. So, you know, I, I like this team from a fantasy perspective. I think there's a lot to, to, to a lot of value on the power play. I think we saw hints of that last night, them just dishing the puck around like nothing. This should be a solid power play. Um, I just, I just, again, I don't think they're ready for playoffs just because the teams around them, uh, are just that much better. Hmm. And yeah, guys, me and Nick didn't compare lists before we uh, we got into this, but I have Buffalo in that same exact spot. And uh, yeah, similar to you, I mean, it hurt, it hurt me to put them there because I wanted to have them higher. I looked at the roster, I was super pleased, but then I looked at everyone else's roster and I had to bring them back down. Uh, like you said, yeah. the goaltending is where it's going to hit you the hardest. You just don't know what you're getting back there. Um I mean, it, the defense is better. Montour came in recently, uh, a little bit earlier last year. Uh, Colin Miller's a great depth add there. Uh, some guys are older and, and wiser and better. Eichel's ready to join that kind of elite company. I think Darlene will be a little bit of a step better than last year. Reinhardt's hitting his prime. There's good things happening there, and of course they're they're gonna they're gonna jump up the standings compared to last year. But like I said. There's many years where this would be a team, this would be a playoff team, but it's just like the East has just started flexing so hard over the off season. Like they, the East has bolstered in so many ways. Like I don't know what the, what's happening in the West, but the East is just like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a manhunt out there. It's gonna be nasty. So with that Achilles heel, I don't think they can survive the uh, the onslaught. Yeah, sad, sad shame because we yep. both really like the fan base and the market as as, mm-hmm. as our listeners know but yep. uh yeah there, there's buffalo again they will be occupying a, a bottom 10 spot in the league and should be right in the lottery which they don't um, deserve but good for yeah. them <laughs> yeah moving on this of course like i said things might get different here mm. fifth seed so Again, this is a solid team I'm talking about. This is a good hockey team that is in the bottom half of the Atlantic standings. Occupying fifth spot, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Wow. Um, they, uh, again, I was I was caught off guard by their success last year. They had a lot of good stories. This is one of those you know good story teams where like a lot of things that weren't expected to come into fruition and, and pay off did. Guys like Thomas Tatar had career years. Max Domi came out of nowhere and, and elevated his game to superstar level. Um, you know, kids like Kotkaniemi showed they can, you know, uh, you know, make reps in the NHL, and 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 he showed maturity at a at a ripe age of eighteen. Um, Gallagher was Gallagher. 
You know, Duran had a very good 61st game, uh, 61st games of the season. Uh-huh. Um, things look good, and and on defense, guys like Mete were developing, and 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 Petrie looked his part when Weber was out and, and filled his hole on the power play, and 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 Weber was his usual self when healthy. Um, so th- this this team had good stories going for them, for them, going, you know. But to me, I th- I think it's going to come down to two things. Can those guys who put up the career years, the Tatars, the Dinos, the Domies, can they repeat? That's the first point. Can these guys do what they did again last year? And then the second point is, if they can't, can the young kids like Kotkaniemi having better years offset that? Because I think it's asking a lot for those guys to be put up the same results, for Tatar to put up another 58-point season. But with guys like Kotkaniemi moving into like the 50-point range, maybe that offsets that. So to me, it's can those veterans repeat their performance and can the young kids um, fill in whatever those vets can't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I said it before, I, we didn't compare lists, but this is where I have Montreal as well. Mm-hmm. No no shocker here. I mean, it's again, it's because, and I'd love to put them higher, it's because the other teams are so strong. They came inches away last year. Obviously, you mentioned there's a lot of career years in there, but there was also things going against them a little bit as well. You had uh, the Weber drama. Um, you had him kind of, you know, coming off that injury. He didn't have a proper summer to train and get ready. From all accounts that I've heard, you have uh, Shea Weber much more healthy this year uh, to start the year, which is uh, which is going to be excellent st- stabilizing the, the blue line there. Um the other thing you have there is uh, probably a more consistency at a carry price. I mean, if you don't, if you remember from last year, early on he had a. There were still those questions. You know, he came off that really terrible season. Things were kind of in flux. Uh, he started off really poorly, and then all of a sudden, you know, he he took that week where they weren't where they weren't even playing him, and then uh, and then he came back really strong, and he finished the year looking like uh, you know the old carry price, and they made a really strong run. So. I think uh, with a healthy Weber at the beginning of the year and a consistent carry price, you can offset some of those career highs. And I say, hey, why not? Uh, why can't uh, Max Domi get seventy plus points again? He's he's certainly talented enough. Um, now we uh, we still need to talk about the uh, the youth movement over in Montreal with guys like Nick Suzuki, Ryan Palin, Kale Fleury, Josh Brook. These. Uh, these guys are all guys who have very much uh, impressed at training camp and, and preseason. Unfortunate with the injury to Ryan Paling there. Uh, that's always unfortunate. He had the, the, the check to the side of the head there, which resulted in the concussion. Uh, and then, obviously, Nick Suzuki has looked amazing. So what you have there, and, I, and I'm not sure these guys are going to find themselves into top six roles, but what you have there is... Uh, they're plugins. They're going to go to the AHL, or uh, or maybe have lower level roles. But if any injuries do come up, then uh, then you can plug in some serious talent into that uh, into that top six or top four defense. So that's uh, that's a positive. Um, the last thing there is that Druen um, that Druen article from the Athletic. I'm not sure if you read this, Nick, <coughs> but. Uh, they talked about Duran's off season and how uh, and how he approached uh, how he would get better for this season. Obviously, things didn't go too well last year. 
Uh, now they were asking him, hey, Joe, did you uh, did you get into any of that mental, uh, you know, psychological training like Nathan McKinnon? He goes, no, I don't need that. I didn't do any of that. I just uh, I just looked into the video room stuff. So he got Dominic Ducharme and a little bit of Claude Julien, and he just did hours and hours of video watching a day. So that was Drew Ann's off season. Honestly, I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased that he declined the uh, the the psychological stuff because honestly, it just seems like that's probably what he needs help in the most is his mindset and his mental toughness and all that kind of thing. So I'm not. Uh, I, I was so. I was so fired up about Duran's season. I was like, I, I know he's going to have a good one, but uh, I, I don't think so. I think he's going to be, uh, things are going to get ugly for Joe. That's that's what wow. I think. I think there's even that's a potential. Crazy. How far we've come. I know. I know. I think His there's jersey even... is literally sitting in your closet as we speak. I Yeah, it's right beside me. It's right beside me. So you me, should but... be optimistic. But Nick, like, how could I be? He hasn't, like, look at his preseason. He's been bad. He like, had a how... good first 60 games. Doesn't matter. First sixty games, he was like ninetieth ranked player in Yahoo. I know, but he power th- play points, shots. This guy is on the chopping block in Montreal. He is like the public enemy number one on this team. He still gets the power play time. He's still on the top unit. Mm, we'll see how long that lasts. I'll happily draft Jonathan Duran on my hockey team. You take. I him. I think he still has the potential. I still see it. I still do. And, I don't know, uh, and and I think I think when he clicks, I want to own him. I still I still think he's the most talented passer on this team. I don't think you can neglect oh, he is. that. He is. That's why he's still. on the top PP with Shea Weber on the point. Will that continue? Will he get under the skin of Claude Julien? I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, no. I, I when you were out, uh, I just talked quickly about uh, the youth movement there: Nick Suzuki, Paling, Flurry, Josh Brook. Um, not necessarily getting For you sure. know, big roles, but it just means if you ever have a guy who's struggling like Duran or a guy who's injured, you can plug in some serious talent into your either top six or top four and, and really rely on those guys to be solid contributors. They've all, all four of those guys have shown that they're pretty much ready for, for big time play. Although I do think most of them are going back to the AHL for some seasoning. Yeah, I mean, that's all long-term stuff. Long-term, they look to be in the right place, and that's what's important, that this GM, finally, this Bergevin, uh, <laughs> is no longer the laughingstock. He we, he has gained our respect. We're going to have to get him out of our song. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, and, and true. It, it, it's, he's, he's proven himself. And, and one more thing. This is why I, I'm a little more bullish on this team than, other, than maybe some other people are, is this power play was atrocious last year. I mean, Kyle would know that. He was pulling his hair out because this team couldn't score on the power play. And I just have a hard time seeing it be the same or any worse just because it was so historically bad. I think if they can just maintain their elite five-on-five play and just improve that power play just a tad, just a little, which I'm sure they will after. I'm sure, you know, Claude Julien's been been being a tactician all summer trying to plan how he's going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think there's potential there. So... uh, I mean, I I can't I I think it's got to be better, right, Kyle? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. They they must have like went to the drawing board hard over the summer, and they come up with a, some sort of plan. At least I hope so. So I yeah, that'll be better. I mean, they're gonna be sniffing around, right? They're gonna be so darn close. It could go either way with their playoff chances. Absolutely. Um, okay, moving on. The number four seed in the Atlantic Division. Oh my God. 
the Florida Panthers. Whoa. Um, yeah, they disappointed me last year. I had them making the playoffs. They obviously did not. I don't see that being the case this year. And and that simply is from having arguably the best offseason of any team in the NHL. I mean, what, what more needs to be said? You need to bolster your defense because it's a little too, you know, haphazard. And guys like Ekblad and Yandel are getting a little too much sun there in the Sunshine State. So you throw in Strawman, a more stabilizing presence, uh, along with Ch- Coach Q, who will bring some structure. He will insulate his defensemen. He will implement some kind of system. Uh, that will make this team a little more stable on the back end. Up front, you, you add a guy like a, like a No Machari from Boston, who's going to really do a lot for your fourth line. Brett Connolly is another addition they made from from Washington. He was another good bottom six forward uh, for them. I think he put up 50-plus points in that position. Hmm. So you add those two guys, that rounds out the forwards a little more because we already know the top six is among the most talented in the league, mm-hmm. led by, of course, Sasha Barkov, Vincent Trocek, who, mind you, he should have a healthy season this year after last year's really really treacherous you know mm-hmm. uh you know year that that was unfortunately you know impaired by a long-term injury so he should be back in the running barkov should be barkov huberto <laughs> quietly put up 90 points last year who saw that coming mm. am i right i mean yeah. I, I got up this morning i saw he had 90 points last year i was like wow that's the yeah. quietest 90 points in the league yeah it was wild yeah he's so he's, i mean you know he's one of the best on. left wingers in the league I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I didn't no, know that. I, and now I got to wake up and I got to follow this guy now. He's got my attention. Yeah, ninety points. <laughs> Huberto, you don't, you ninety don't just do points. Ninety. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's it shouldn't happen. But no. I guess he's a good player. Um, you know, Dadanov, Hoffman. I mean, it's a it's a talented unit. They got the depth, and most importantly, don't they have the goalie? Oh, uh, they okay. got they got Sergey. They paid him big bucks, but he, he he's going to have to fill the void until Spencer Knight gets up there. And, oh, and yeah. I think he's the guy for the next five years. He's 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 put up consistently solid numbers in Columbus. He's won himself a Vezina trophy. The resume's there. He will cover the blemishes that James Reimer and an aging Roberto Luongo couldn't do. So mm. all those things considered, this team... I'm bullish on. I really like Florida, and that's why they're my fourth seed. Yeah, uh, they're mine as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. These things, these lists might be the exact same. No, well, here's the thing, Kyle. I saw this going this way. The Atlantic, to me, is a little more clear than the Metro. I think things are going to yeah, get oh, hectic in the Metro. The, met- the Metro is wild. Absolute wild. Yes. But uh, no, not much to add on Florida, to be honest. I think this team's crazy good. I think you covered most of the points there. Uh, I think they could be good enough if they hit all the right pressure points to be uh, almost cup contending material. Um, now, there's one guy you didn't mention who needs to be met. He's a fan favorite. He's 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 your personal favorite. Uh, Owen Tippett. Yes, you got it. Yes, yes. I saw him live <laughs> last year in Kingston. And now he's on Florida. Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised you left him out, but I had him right here in bold. Owen Tippett will make this team. He's going to be a, a sneaky, occasional, just gift a goal to the team. He's got such a good shot. You're not going to notice him for most of the game, and then boom, it's a snipe, top right. That's the kind of guy he's going to be this coming year, I think. Uh, probably third-line role, um, but you know, power play time too, I think. Maybe second unit. So 
keep an eye on that. They got a secret weapon hanging back there, and um, and I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch. Although none of their own fans will watch them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's so funny how I like literally February of last year, I'm watching him play in this little arena in Kingston, Ontario, eating bacon on a stick like a schmucks watching him. And yeah. and now he's in he's in the NHL and he's in Florida. Yeah, like yeah, I, I yeah. just think that's nuts. Um, but yeah, no, I I I'm I'm looking forward to see what role they give him. You know, mm-hmm. bottom six, top six, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, just give him some second power play time, and I think he'll be cozy, happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, moving uh, on. We things could to the get top weird three. here. Things could get weird here. Yeah, the big boys. Yeah. Third seed. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Ooh, um, I wish. You know, I you know my friends might give me some shit because you know they might be more bullish on them than I am, but I still see the holes on this team. I and to me, it just comes down to team defense. I I know you got Tyson Berry and and everyone's tooting his horn, but he isn't that shutdown D that I necessarily want. They are no. they are building this team in a different way than I build it, <coughs> and, and that's what Kyle Lewis is doing: speed and skill. And, and he wants Barry and Riley and Dermot being his his faces on defense, and uh, you know so be it. That that's he's gonna live or die by that, you know philosophy. And we're gonna see what happens. So to me, the defense is still a work in progress. I want to see what how they fill out the five six role. Is it Rasmus Sandin? Is it Timothy Lilgren? Is it those schmucks? You know the Halls and the Marinsons who who will have a second shot from last year. I don't know. Um, so the D is the big question. That's why I don't have them first or second, but every other part of their team tells me they should be first or second. You, you are coming back with your Tavares and Marner on your first line. You're going to have Matthews and Nylander on your second line. Um, Kerfoot, who we've talked about on bullish on, I think he'll be great as the third line center. No. Um, who, whomever is the fourth line center, whether it be Spezza or Freddie the Goat, we still don't know what's going on. I know there's there's a bit of a rift between Mikey Babcock and and Spezza at the moment. Mm. Um, so we don't that left that's kind of a question mark. But the rest of their guys, I mean, you still got Kapanen and Janssen. Nick Batan has proved he can be a, a steady, uh, you know, player. Trevor Moore looked amazing mm. last night in their preseason game. I'm excited to see more out of him. Um, you know, the forwards, you're bullish on. You can't not like their forwards. And, of course, in goal, you're going to have Freddie Anderson, who is going to give you the the 60 starts you need. I know they're saying they're going to give him the lighter lookload, the workload, but I don't buy it. I think he's going to have to play often if they want to make the playoffs just because of how, you know, competitive the division is. And you're going to see him play 60 to 65 games and some kind of backup, whether it be Hutchison or Neuvirth, will fill the, will fill the rest. So... Yes, rest assured, the Leafs are making the playoffs. I just don't necessarily have them at the top of the Atlantic Division. I hate this team. And I didn't have them... Yeah, we know that. I didn't have them uh, third there. So, I don't know. Like like you said, Dubas is building this in a certain way. I don't like it. I don't like the character of this team. I think it's one of the lowest character teams in the entire league in the last 10 years. Agree. Agree. Um, Not a single... Like, all you have is, like, prima donna superstar players who just want uh, the lifestyle, it seems. Like, I'm not buying any of this stuff. Not one of them took a cent discount. Maybe Tavares did because he was a UFA. Uh, I'm I'm happy to say Marner has had a a pretty terrible preseason. 
He's had some just brutal errors from the games I've seen. I didn't watch the game last night, but uh, yeah, he he's been he's been bad. And and you know what, uh, the fan base look how quickly they turned on him. Eh, when uh, there were people yelling at him at the park, there were there were twelve year olds yelling at him to sign his contract. Uh, it's just there's so much uh, disgusting energy with this team. And uh, my one question for you is this, fantasy wise. A lot of people are going to have this kind of question come up. <clears throat> Who do you take between Matthews and Tavares? Matthews is obviously the younger, the more talented guy, but uh, the injuries. The injuries are a big concern. He's never had a really full, healthy season. And uh, we all know he can be a 40 to 50 goal scorer pretty, pretty consistently. But, you know, what if he's missing some serious time? He's got the bad shoulder. He's a little bit of a douche. Uh, what do we do with this? And we know Tavares is going to play 82 games next to Mitch Marner. So he's more of a sure thing in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the more sure thing. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to give you the full 82 games. But I like the guys with the higher ceiling. And, and that's why I like Austin Matthews. Uh, to, to me, if I'm picking a guy, I'm picking Austin Matthews in my fantasy league ahead of him because he's going to give me the more he's he's going to give me that you know elite shot rate. He's going to score over 40 goals, which I know Tavares can do. But uh, I I just I like a higher ceiling, and a higher ceiling tells me Matthews could score 50 goals if he's healthy, and he will have that better spot on the power play, either on the point or on the circle. Not like Tavares will just be in front of the net the whole time. I just I'm more I, I I'm more inclined to pick a guy like Matthews, even though Tavares he's no slouch. He will play with Marner. Marner will get him the puck, and he's going to score his goals. I don't think you can go wrong with either guy, but mm. I like the guy with the higher ceiling, even though Tavares is probably the, the 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 safer bet. Another thing you've probably seen in mock drafts is guys studs like Morgan Riley are going a lot lower than probably what he should. Now, that's probably to do with, you know, there's a little bit of confusion. Yeah, Tyson Berry, who's like a 60-point defenseman on a good year. These are both really offensively talented guys. Is it just going to be a simple matter of Riley's going to be the top power play guy, done, enough said, Berry's on the two power play, or are they going to swap and, and see time on both? Are they Is Babcock going to experiment with this Tyson Berry on the top power play unit, or what's going to happen here? Well, the dialogue looks like it. it he's Barry's conceded the top role to Riley, right? He's right. he's basically said this is his team. He's been here longer. He's going to have that first power play duty. I think we see that from the start, but I don't think that's sustainable. I think this thing is going to be a mishmash the whole year. I think you're going to have Barry sometimes out there to start. I think Riley will be there sometimes to start. Sometimes you maybe see both of them. I, I doubt that. I don't wow. know if they'll both be. I don't know if at the same time because there's so many forwards that want those minutes. I don't think if I don't think you can do that. But you know maybe his rationale is I I want to spread out the the peanut butter a little bit. I want to have some elite guys on the second unit, some forwards on the mm -hmm. second unit. So I will put Riley and Barry on my first PP. But I don't know. To me, one guy being on the first PP, one guy on the second PP, take turns. Have one guy get more minutes one game, another guy get more minutes the other game, kind of like Carlson and Burns thing. That that's how I see things going. But I think it I think it would be a mistake to just say Morgan Riley's going to get all the first PP uh, minutes all year. I, I think that would be a mistake. Hmm. 
I'm I'm that being said, I'm I'm much more confident in drafting Riley than I am Barry. I just have it's hard to say where he's gonna fall in line with the coach because you know this this Babcock guy he he picks his favorites, and if he doesn't like the way you play, you can really get buried. So uh, I'm 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 hesitant with Barry. I, I'm more confident in in how Morgan Riley will be deployed. So Barry is one of those guys I I'm gonna stay away from, uh, but I I still am pretty confident he's going to get over 45 40 i'm going to say 40 he's going to get over 40 points but i'm not confident in how he gets those fair enough i mean barry is a talent in himself and and he will he he should he should get points nonetheless um but i think riley you know rightfully so should get the higher fantasy value here just given his pedigree his relationship with the players the the reputation he's already built on the team mm. um and, and and that's that but i mean other than that fantasy debate do you have them third as well uh no i have them second wow yes okay and i didn't like that <laughs> but yeah my third team is is actually boston Boston okay. Bruins. Uh, I'll just quickly go over them. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the roster. They're they're excellent up and down. Really nice depth there. Um, the main thing I, w- I wonder with this team in terms of negatives is when the age will finally catch up to their their leaders there. And in Bergeron and Chara, who uh, Chara's like forty two now, and Bergeron's really what's like thirty four, thirty five. They're really getting up there. Um, yeah, they're they're. You know their lower lower forwards don't excite me too much, but uh, you've got guys like Grizzle Chick who's still on the the bottom bottom pairing there. He's he can easily come up to a top four role, no problems there. Um, I mean the goaltending, you know we've seen some inconsistency from Rask, but uh, we've seen that uh, Halak can be a good backstop if if Rask falters for a bit. So I mean this this team's kind of boring. They're going to be sort of similar to last year. They're just going to come in do the job do the job well and 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 clock out we'll see in the playoffs so boston there's not a whole lot to say not a whole lot has changed so that's uh that's the boston bruins there i just have them third because you know take your pick between them and toronto it's going to be close i just i flipped a coin really yeah that's fair and i mean without further ado my two boston bruins no surprise there um Again, I like them more than the Leafs just because they, they seem more stable on the back end, something I value more. Um, you know, Tuka Rask and Yaro Halak were a very great tandem last year. You're not just shouldering Freddie with all the games. There you actually have yeah. two guys who can play goal and who will happily split the starts. With that said, do not draft Tuka Rask, especially as high as he's going right now, <laughs> because he's going to lose starts. And to me, I don't think it's worth drafting him in the top 40, which is where he's going right now. If he's only going to receive, you know, 50 to 55 starts max, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice doing that. Um, So definitely don't touch Rask in fantasy, um, but the rest of the team should be solid. You're still going to have that elite top line of Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, Um, you know, should easily, you know, Marshawn 100 points, Pasternak 100 points, Bergeron, if he can stay healthy, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm bullish on this team, always have been. And 
like every year, it's going to come down to the playoffs. Will they, you know, between them and the Leafs, they may face each other in the first round. We sure have that happening again. And and that's going to yeah. be where this debate ends. But until then, both teams should be good in the regular season. And I could see them, you know, both finishing two and three in the division. Yep, 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 yep. So number one, by process of elimination, we both yeah, have the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. So we were only off on one of those uh, those picks there, which is... I guess it's it's kind of interesting. It just goes to show that the Atlantic is more set in stone, more squared off, a little bit more consistent than uh, than the Metro, which is wild uh, wild town. So, uh, yeah, I mean, going I went through the Tampa Bay Lightning roster here, and it's always a fun exercise. Uh, just see who they got new. It's is Patrick Maroon has arrived. You've got Kevin Shattenkirk. That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, you, you look up and down the right. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's an unbelievable roster. There's no weaknesses. Um, their egos are very much damaged this year, Nick. I think, the in that case, I don't think they're going to put up the most as dominant per se as a season as last year, but I still think they'll be right around the top of the NHL. I look at their third line with Sorelli and Joseph guys like that. I think it could be one of the most, most fun uh, speedy, skilled third lines in the NHL. Basically, a power line, an any, uh, sorry, an energy line. Get these guys going, get them skating, and and it'll it'll really fire up the team. Uh, and yeah, I mean they're 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 good. Their Vasilevsky's a year older. He's only like what 24, 25 still. Um, Sergachev is gonna have to, you know, grow into himself a little bit. Hopefully, he's a little bit better defensively. But Hedman is still Hedman. I mean, this is. Yeah, you lose Strawman, but uh, not the end of the world. Chernak is not too bad. Shattenkirk, I don't know how they're going to really deploy him. He might be just a power play two guy, just a, a specialty player like that, and then kind of bury him in the in the five-on-five play. But I'm sure they'll figure it out over there. They're pretty smart guys. But uh, yeah, I'm most excited after everything is for that third line with the Sorelli and the Josephs. The top top two lines are going to do their thing. I don't see Kucherov being like as good this year as he was last year, but he'll still be Kucherov. But yeah, that's the Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of boring to talk about because I I think it's fair to say everyone has the finishing first again. Um, it's just I don't know if they'll have historically good the season as last year. Last year it was just historically good. They set the point record or they tied it. Um, I mean I don't see that happening again. I th- no. I think. You know they'll be hungry because of what happened in the playoffs, but I I still don't think that I think that was like an anomaly kind of season. Mm-hmm. But to me, the goaltending puts them number one because I I think you can have a debate, you know, Toronto or Boston to be one, but that Vasilevsky guy, he's just so good when you watch them. He's he's stopping everything. He's like an octopus. We've made that analogy before. Yeah, he, he's he's just a he's just a stud. And then you look at all the firepower they have. Their their production on the power play. It, 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 you can't you can't find a comparison and and i and there's holes on the defense they think kevin shattenkirk's gonna help them we'll see about that you know uh sergachev he's still got his blemishes associated with him like the, the, they're by no means the perfect team but to me like the the, the, the top two lines the point line the the stamp coast line that like you said with sorelli kind of having you know his him controlling the bottom six along with talented guys like matthew joseph um cedric paquette uh, 
they're 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 just solid and they're going to and they're going to be a playoff team. This team's not missing the playoffs. As much as we want that to happen, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Could you and uh, yeah, <laughs> I think you can trust in Tampa this year to put another good campaign together. Um, from a fantasy perspective, can't go wrong with any guy who's going to get exposure to that top PP. Um, so that goes without saying Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, who fills out the rest is kind of yet to be determined. I know point was a big guy last year is, is kind of a bumper position or, or point guy or right in front of the, the, the goalie there on the first PP. So we'll see what happens with him if he signs. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's really all I got on Tampa. Mm. You think, yeah. do you think Braden point is like a perennial a hundred point guy? No. I don't. So, so he just had too good of a year last year. I think so. I yeah. like this is why I'm so I'm not gonna be drafting him where you know where he's going because I just I think ninety. I was thinking about that. Yeah, I think ninety is too lofty for that guy. Like, there's no real like skills that seriously jump off the page. I'm just uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, he's never done that all that much to to wow me. I mean, I know he's a good player, but you know, I see him more of like an eighty-five guy. Yeah, like I like it, the the like if you look at their draft positions, like like the the jury's out on him and Mitch Marner, but I think Marner you'd easily draft Marner instead. Like he he's just oh, more yeah. a safer bet, you know. Yeah, and the winger status helps big time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, who'd you rather? Have, I don't know. Just randomly, Shifley or Point. Shifley or Point. Yeah. <sighs> Probably Shifley. <laughs> because he leads his team, he's going to be the anchor on the first line, right? He's yeah, going to have yeah. ex- he's going to have exposure to Wheeler on yeah. Tampa. He's a, points always going to have kind of a backseat to Stamkos. We don't know what, what his exposure on the top PP is, and we don't know if last year was an anomaly. There's too many questions, I think, to really like Braden Point, especially mm. you know in comparison to where he's going in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, shall we? Okay. Uh... We, I think yeah. we might we might have to speed up these teams a little bit. Yeah, because we're we're an hour in. We're an hour, <laughs> and we've done one division. All right. Oh boy. Let's get to it. The eighth Metro. seed. This again. This is interesting because honestly, compiling this list from from three to eight, you could go in a number of different directions. Now, before you begin um, here, Nick, I, I'll yeah. be honest with you. I totally did not rank Columbus. <laughs> I I forgot them. I, they're not okay. even on my list. The forgotten team. Yeah, basically. That's so funny. I'm just going to kind of mentally place them somewhere right now. Uh, but you, you you, go ahead. Okay. Eighth seed. The New York Rangers. Whoa. Yeah. So, hey, wow. kudos. You had a great offseason. You know, we talked about Florida earlier. You guys are the other team I got to mention. I mean, Kudos for acquiring uh, or for drafting Capocaco. Great, you you had you got lucky in the lottery. You you got the second overall pick, and he looks like to be the most NHL ready player of all the players chosen in that draft. So kudos to you. Um, kudos for acquiring Jacob Truba. You finally have a you know top four steady puck moving defenseman who you can slot in there. Kudos for acquiring uh, the 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 Adam Fox character. He will help you on the power play. He's going to be a guy who can actually do something, unlike Kevin Shattenkirk last year, who was more hmm. of an anchor for you guys. Um, so you made great additions. 
but you still have a lot of work to do. I look at your, 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 your you know, your lines, your second, your third, and your fourth centerman. You have no center depth. Yes, you have Zabanajad and Panarin on the top line, which should be amazing. You know, Panarin was that great acquisition. You got the best free agent, but the rest of the, your team still has work to do. Your, your Philip Cheadle is your two center. Your Ryan Strom is your three center. I'm still not sold on those guys. Uh, it looks like a team that's still content on tanking. We know about that letter they issue to the they issue to the fans, so I, I could see them tanking for another year, and 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 reloading one more time through the draft, and then next year maybe coming strong. But to me, this team just seems content as a bottom feeder, and and I could see them at the bottom of the standings this year. Mm, that's harsh. That's harsh stuff. Okay, so my bottom team here in the uh, in the metro here is the Columbus Blue Jackets, the aforementioned Columbus Blue Jackets. They they took heavy losses, Nick. Probably the he- oh easily easily the heaviest losses of any team. They lost their superstar player forward. They lost their superstar goalie. Uh, they just they got they got crushed over. They just got crumpled. Uh, I do st- I still like their defense. I think their forwards are. I like some pieces there. Like I love Dubois. I love Atkinson. I love Josh Anderson. I just think that. Uh, it's it's a lot to saddle uh, Dubois and Atkinson with this offensive burden. Uh, now that Panarin's gone, they're going to have to do a lot of that heavy lifting. I don't know if that young kid is ready for it yet. Not quite yet, at least. And uh, I know they got a, a goalie coming in from overseas. I don't know his name. And I'm, I, I've heard he's, he's a pretty good player. But, like, you're getting a, a fresh new face in there to go along with God knows who else. Um, that's just the biggest question mark there for me, and I think their defense can be can be just very solid. But uh, I mean, we saw it last year; they they were already kind of inconsistent, up and down. Uh, they barely made the playoffs with uh, with all the stars they had. I know they had a pretty solid run once they got there, but I think it's a little bit too much to saddle um, Dubois with this offensive burden. Uh, and I, you know, the goalies is just too much of a question mark. And like I said, I have a lot of these Metro guys, Metro teams just really bolstering up. So this is the team that lost out the most. And unfortunately they're at the bottom of my rank. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's yeah. I mean, I got, I, I don't have them too much higher, but I see all your points. They only lost stuff in the off season. So, uh, won't debate you there. Uh, seventh seed for me, the New York Islanders. Whoa. Um, I see this team taking a step back and, and mainly the, the reason I say attending perspective from what I heard, the reason they did so well last year was because their goalies played out of their mind. And if there's one part of a game, that's the least sustainable forwards, defense, goaltending, it's, it's goaltending. It, it's the hardest thing to sustain. If a goalie plays out of his mind, it's unlikely he's going to do it again. And not to mention, the goalie who was your goalie last year is out. You you essentially, yeah. your best player, you replaced him and signed some other guy to a four-year contract extension. It was it was the weirdest shakeup from a goalie position we've ever seen where this guy who, who found rejuvenated his career, both physically and mentally, was basically ousted from a market where it looked like he, he called home and and now you awkwardly bring in this Varlamov guy who I know we've we've been bullish on in the past and we've, we've tooted his horn quite a bit but I I just don't know what to expect here 
and 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 I don't want to. I want to stay away from this, this guy fantasy wise because I don't know how they're going to distribute the stars between Grice and him, and and I don't know how the trot system will work with him. I I just don't know if this team can do what they did last year. I I think it's unsustainable, and and that's why I have them as my second worst team. Hmm. Hmm. I I also I mean, like. Have I a... just look at their lineup, and I'm like, I I, I don't I, the defense like the they aren't name brand guys, and and no. up front they weren't able to get any big free agents. They kind of just kept with the status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they surprised us so much last year with their system. I, I also have them in that spot. Uh, they're quite solid all around in in uh, in for in the forward position. I don't mind them there. Um, I think Barzell will have a fantastic year. I think he's going to take a big step. Do not hesitate fantasy-wise on this player. He's going very late. Uh, he's going right around the Larkins of the world. Uh, so don't don't hesitate with this guy. I've seen his off-season training this year. The guy's looking sharp. The guy's looking slick. He could be one of the more skilled guys in the league. Um, the goaltending, I don't think it's going to be as good. Like you said, I think that's going to be the main regression point. Uh, although that being said, I think there's going to be a lot of close games, Nick. And I think whether those go their way or, or they don't go that w- their way, uh, that will be kind of the decision point on this team. I think obviously Barry Trotz is still there. Uh, and Noah Dobson has looked really, really fantastic on, uh, in their training camp and in preseason. So you might see him roving the blue line. He's a, he's a very smart player, two-time Memorial Cup champion, two years in a row. Um, and yeah, he's had a fantastic camp. So, not a whole lot, uh, you know, necessarily improving with this team. So, when everyone else gets better and these guys kind of stay, you know, treading water, I think that uh, they're just due to fall a little bit. But that's not saying their future is is not bright. I think there's a decent future coming up. It's just not at the moment. So we agree on the seventh seed. Yes, we do. Okay, um, that'll be interesting to see where you have the Rangers. But uh, moving on, number six, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, that's where I have them. The reason I'm a little more bullish on them is because I still, I can't see, and you know me, I read more into coaching than you do. I can't see a John Tortorella coach team, like as a bottom five team lottery team. I just can't. The guy wills so much so much out of his team. We saw the pregame speech, the emotional speech deli- delivered before the game one against Tampa. I think that was a big reason they won the series. They swept the best team in the history of the NHL. I mean, if you go from wow. sweeping the best team in the history of the NHL to finishing the last in the Metro, I'm going to blow up. It how, how, do you, how do you do that? I mean, I, to me, they can't be that bad. They still have talent. They still have those two cornerstone defensemen, Wrensky and Jones, on, on, on the D. The D hasn't changed at all. Guys like Savard and, and Murray are still there. This team is still solid defensively. They're still going to be in games. They're going to have close games. Up front, you still have very talented guys like Josh Anderson, who could score 30 oh, goals in his sleep. Love that guy. You, you still have the Pierre-Luc Dubois, one of love your that favorite guy. players. Exactly. You still have Cam Atkinson, who is very big for you in fantasy. Love that so, guy. Yeah. So the, this team's not all that bad. I mean, I know I know the rest leaves much to be desired, but to me, it's the goaltending, which set, keeps this team back. The, the reason I can't see them being a bubble team in the playoffs like they were last year is because 
I think this GM just straight up forgot to to address the goaltending position. I, I think <laughs> he, he woke forget. up. He woke up on on July second and realized shit. All the goalies have signed, and, and I didn't. I wasn't watching them. The Yarmo. Yeah, I think oh. I. Th- how can you go into a season with these guys no. as your goalies? There's no way. Elvis Merzlinkis? That's the guy. I was, yes, Merzlinkis, whatever the Are you friggin' name me? is. From the MHL you're, you're or really, something. John Tortorella is really going to trust Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merlinkus to play is 82 it? games? Elvis? Wow. Yeah, Elvis. I'm shocked. And, huh. and, and I don't know how this tan. This is the most fascinating tandem in the whole NHL. The, <laughs> D's, the D in front of them should make their job fairly easy, but... It's not going to be a cakewalk, and you're going to need a guy there to stop pucks for 55 games. And and I don't know if either one of these guys can do it. So that's why I have them on the bottom of, of yeah. my Metro standings. I don't think they'll be that, that bad because of the talent I mentioned from the top. Mm. But, but I just can't see this team competing for a playoff spot if you're mm. not going to address the, the goaltending position. Mm. So we're at six, right? Yeah. Yeah, so here's Is my Rangers. Go Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my Rangers. Um, I think that this upper, this lower, sorry, middle, middle-ish group of Metro, they're actually going to be pretty tightly clustered, and I don't think they're going to be all that far from uh, from the wild card. Like I don't think things are going to be too separated in the standings here. Uh, I think they're going to be they're They've hey, they've done a lot in the off season. They added Kako. They're going to add Kravtsov too. He's another Russian player, really fantastic. Adam Fox, there's rumblings that he could take over a top power play spot as soon as this year. This guy is born for this position. Um, obviously, Panarin on that top line. Truba is fantastic in the top four there. Um, the lack of center depth is going to be the Achilles heel. That'll be the thing that they, uh, that the the sword that they fall on at the end of the day. Um, that's going to be... Um, you know, but uh, I think at the end of the day, it all—it's all, all going to come down to Henrik Lundqvist. What kind of Henrik Henrik Lundqvist are we going to get? Are we going to get the the King Henrik of old, who is a, a very solid player and he's, you know, one of the best goalies of our generation, or is it, are we going to get the old man that we've had the last couple of years? If this guy can somehow find a way to get sparked by all this youth movement and and all that kind of stuff, he he's one good season away from vaulting a uh, a young team like this right into the postseason. So I, I don't I don't want to count them out of anything like that yet. Um, you know they've got a lot of young guys. If something goes their way, maybe they can make a trade for a decent centerpiece, just like uh, Winnipeg did with the Hayes thing. But who knows? Um, just some a team to keep our eye on. And uh, I think Henrik will kind of sway the pendulum one way or the other. Fair enough. I mean, I think the only thing you missed was the Georgiev. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, he proved to be a star last year. So I think he's a guy who could fill in admirably, even if Henrik can't carry the load. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. If if it's going to be him, then I don't think they're going to be sniffing around the wild card spots. Then they Fair then they'd enough. be more like where you put them. Yeah, um, Panarin. I mean, what ninety points? What are you calling here? Uh yeah. Um. Uh. Eighty-five to ninety. And uh, Capo Caco. 
He's going to get around 60 points. 60 Very points. Amazing rookie year. More or less than Jack Hughes? More. More, okay. Way Duly more. Noted. Way more. Noted. And and hey, and pick up that Mika Zabana Jag guy in your drafts. No, you know, he's he's not he's not going too high. So if you want, you know, a guy who's going to cover shots, he's going to cover power play points, he's going to score thirty goals, he's going to play with Panarin all year. Pick up old Mika. Mm. I, I I don't think he'll regret it. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our, our bottom threes basically, I mean, it's the same three teams, albeit mm. kind of mishmashed. Mm. Um. Now things get uh, maybe a little interesting. I think they do, yeah. The, the fifth seed in the Metro Division. I think we're going to agree here. Will be the New Jersey Devils. Mm, yes. Um. Hey, again, another great offseason. I think a big reason why this Metro Division, there's no weak link, is because the two best prospects in the draft went to two teams in this division. Mm, like yeah. Im- immediately, every team in this division is interesting. Like they're fun to watch all of a sudden. Yeah. Like yeah. New Jersey, you used to see Leafs in New Jersey and you'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Or it'd be Leafs and Rangers and you'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Correct. But now with these guys on their team, they're they're fascinating. I mean, New Jersey, they added P.K. Subban. They drafted Jack Hughes. They, they look a little more, you know, built up this year. You're going to have a grade A defenseman on your top pairing who can carry a power play. Um, that'll, you know, push guys like a Butcher and a Vatanen who are, who are very solid defensemen, solid offensive defensemen back to PK or to the power play two unit. Mm. So, so it, it distributes everyone. It makes everyone look a little better. It puts them in the right spots. Uh, Wayne Simmons will, will, mm. will play the role as a mentor to the young Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be admirable in that respect. Um, they look to be on the same line. Hughes, along with uh, Nikita Gusev, who is another acquisition they got yes. from Vegas. Good He's a highly touted player from the KHL. So the names just keep coming here as far as the acquisitions they made. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's really going to pay off, and they're going to do a lot better than last year. Not, not to mention, I think you know guys like Corey Schneider can't be any worse than last year. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood is a guy I'm bullish on. I think he's no. got a great pedigree. I think he's a super talented goalie. Come on. Um, that, but honestly, that's probably the only thing I have hanging in the back here. That's why I have them as I, my fifth seed is because I don't know if the goaltending is, is stable enough to, to, to keep them into the playoff race. But you know the top line is going to produce. You know, you know he sure should have a, a solid year, a solid 60-point year playing alongside Hall if he's healthy. Um, Paul Mary, I will draft him yet again. He's my annual guy I have to draft, as we've joked about on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get me the shots. He's going to get me the power play points. Um, there's a lot of fantasy things to like on New Jersey, which is something I don't think you could say in the past. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this team is going to be exciting again to watch, mm. which, which is good. And yeah. uh, and they will push for a playoff spot at the end of the season. I guarantee you, New Jersey will be fighting for a spot. I don't think they'll make it, but they're going to be fighting. Hmm. I don't disagree with that. I've I've got them in the same spot there. I want to take the time to say, uh, screw Jack Hughes. Hate that guy. Don't like him at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I I've got here that they they're going to be sniffing around the playoffs. Obviously, we've mentioned all the guys they added. Uh, I think Gusev is going to be a sneaky, sneaky good player, especially if, I mean, it looks like him and Hughes are already finding some chemistry up in uh, up on their line, on the second line there. So that's really nice. 
What we have to keep an eye on is can Jack Hughes, with his small stature, his small frame, handle the rigors of a center position in the National Hockey League? It's going to be tough. It was tough on guys like Kotkaniemi last year who, who really broke down later in the season due to his small little body. And Kotkaniemi is a bit bigger than, than Jack as well. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's had a great preseason, let's be honest, um, s- scoring some pretty goals there. Uh, and I think the goaltending is going to be the Achilles heel. But uh, other than that, well, if, if they can keep it together, like you said, a dynamic, a fun team, uh they're gonna be they're gonna be very fun to watch. Exciting, electric, Subban to Hughes to the back of the net. Like it, there's so much to like there as as a New Jersey fan. I'm not gonna like it personally, but I can see why people are getting all uh, all antsy about the season to get going over there. Yeah, again, like it, it's it. They're an exciting team again, which is good to see from New Jersey. I can mm. look to watching a Devils game for once. One year Which, ago, uh, I did not give a flying fuck about this team. Four years ago, three years ago, I didn't care. Yeah. They've been, sh- now they've been they're like relevant. nothing they're for relevant so long. Again. Yeah. In one like, year, it, everything changes. Yeah. It's nuts. Even when they drafted yeah. Heischer, like, oh, that's kind of a lame first overall next. Like, no yeah. one really cared. So, yeah, good for them. All righty. The fourth seed, and this is where I started pulling my hair out, because yeah. uh, I didn't know what to do here. This I mean, is hard. things get very interesting here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I really wanted to leave Pittsburgh out of the playoff picture. You can't. You I simply really, can't. I looked at the roster. I know. I'm like, this team looks worse than I the know. other teams in this division. I know. I know. And, but you and can't I was like, do it. I, I can't do it because you I know. can't disrespect those Hall of Famers. No. Right? Can't. If if Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang are helming your hockey team, you will make the playoffs. <laughs> like like Sid Sid doesn't miss the playoffs. He just doesn't. No. And nope. and I, I read an incredible stat the other day. And like you know how Sid was always an injury troubled guy? Sorta, of, yeah. He, he in the last six years he's only missed something like fourteen games. Wow. Isn't that nuts after all the concussion issues? Like, he's now finally back to being that healthy star. Yeah, that's um, awesome. It's great to hear. So, mm-hmm. without, with that being said, I got them. I, I wanted to put them here, but I couldn't. So, no. they're in the top three. And with my fourth seed, I'm giving off to the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, okay. I, I really like this team on paper. I was I was really, you know, excited. You love and, this and team. They got Vigno is is their coach, and, and I was gonna be like, oh yeah, that guy. Like whenever he goes into a new market, he always turns them around. Like he always does something. He clicks the right buttons. Um, but to me, I mean, I I still think the the rookie goaltender is a question. It, this will be his first full season in the NHL. He's gonna be tasked with being the starting goaltender in arguably the toughest market in the NHL. Which, which is saying a lot. We know those Philly fans; they will turn on you in an instant. And uh, and the and this this Philly team, they're gonna have to watch his back because we don't want young Carter Hart being run out of town. No. So uh, he will be the starting goalie. He will be playing behind a improved defense. I like the Justin Braun move. I was really high on that move when they made it earlier in the summer. 
Uh, Matt Niskanen, they bring him over from Washington. I still don't know what he has left in the tank. I know he's gotten older now, how much he really contributes to that team. They lost Radku Gudis, so I don't know if they really gain that much on the defensive end because I really liked old Radko on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up front, I mean, I think those are the biggest additions, right? I mean, you sign Kevin Hayes. He gets his big money. Somebody was going to sign him, and it just happened to be Philly. Uh, I think it's a good fit because now guys like Nolan Patrick can safely go to the third line and you're not asking too much of them. So Hayes is your second center. Uh, he'll be, you know, probably centering a, a JVR um, and a Voracek, splitting up Voracek and Giroux and Couturier. And then, you know, Giroux and Couturier, they'll be on your top line. So the depth's there up front. That's without question. And I don't think that's ever been a problem with Philly. They've, they've always had that elite depth up front. I just don't, I'm not too high on the defense. Like, I still don't think Provorov is this number one D. I don't think we can anoint him yet. I know Sanheim really did a lot last year. Like, it was one of their better defensemen. But to me, there's still some glaring holes on, on the back end. And, uh, and I don't know if the goalie can carry the load. So I had them fourth in my Metro. Wow. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm going to get to them a little later on. So I'm going to give you my wow. fourth team right now. And it's uh, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. Tough, it's tough to put them here, isn't it? After the they East go to the finalist, East finals, yeah, Carolina Hurricanes. Exactly. Uh, crazy run last year. I'm sure that experience will help them. Uh, their defense remains pretty amazing. Uh, notably, they add Gardner, and they still have tons of great. Like this team has got loaded. The cupboards full of uh, defensive prospects. Hayden Fleury is one of those guys. Jake Bean is one of those guys. Uh, they're also adding a youngster up front in Martin Nikas. Nikas. He's been a highly touted guy for a long time. Their forwards are solid. Top line is great with uh, Aho, Nino now, and uh, Tuevo. Then you've got guys like Stahl. This uh, Andrei Svechnikov. You better watch yourself with this player. I think this guy is going to be a 30-goal scorer as soon as this year. This guy is wow. so good. He's unbelievably good, and uh, and I think he's been working hard over the offseason from, from my reports, my insider reports. Uh, so watch out for him on the second line. He could take off. Uh, don't draft him necessarily, but have him in your back pocket, unless you're in like a 12-man league that's a keeper league. Then, of course, yeah, draft him for sure. Um Dezingle, they got their Howla. Wow, this team is like this team is deep. Um, and by, again, I like the other teams better. I just, I just do. I don't like their goaltending. Carolina's goaltending f- scares me a little bit. Sure, they've got great defense, but I don't trust those guys in the in the net. Uh, so, in, for that reason, they are my uh, in a very solid top four uh, metro. They're my fourth. All right. Or is well, this five? This is four. Okay, yeah. Oh, they, yeah this is four. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will not get into them just yet. Okay, good. But I will But I will get into the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's your next who I team? Rank third. So I, I do have them creeping in. Okay. Locking up that third spot in the Metro. And I'm not going to get into this. I'm, I'm not going to talk about this very much. No. I, I think I made my case. Doesn't need I, to. I don't, I don't like this team on paper. But they have those 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 Hall of Fame players, and you immediately need to give them respect. 
when's the last time this team didn't make the playoffs? Uh, they always make the playoffs. Oh, they always six. do? Oh, 06. I think. Oh, 06. Yes. Are you serious? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So 13 straight years in the playoffs. It's not, it's not, <laughs> they're not going to miss. They're going to make it 14 in a row and they're going to be in the playoffs. So that's all I'm saying. I, Okay, well, I, what I will say is I think there's holes on the back end. I, I really don't like their second and third pairings. I, I think they're atrocious. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I just, ugh, I just, I, they're just, on paper, they look mediocre, but they're going to find a way. So that's all I'm going to say. It's such a hard team to, like, if you're not, like, a Crosby fan or a Malkin fan, it's such a hard team to cheer for because there's – there's not a lot of like hope. There's not a lot of youth. There's not a lot of excitement going no. on there. No, I mean, I I don't think age is is right now at the doorstep of of Sid and Gino. I think mean, Crosby had the hundred point season last year. Gino had a rough rough year, but I think he's poised for a bounce back. Uh, I don't think age is going to be their demise just yet. I think the 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 window is still a crack open. And for that reason, I think uh, general manager Jim Rutherford is, is going to do anything he can to fill the holes you're talking about. I think at the trade deadline, they don't have many assets left. Uh, you know, they, they had a couple good uh, first round or early picks in Nathan Legare and, and uh, Sam, Sam Poulin. Uh, so those guys are maybe trade trade pieces, but like they don't have much left in terms of the cupboard. They're they're basically throwing all the fuel onto the fire and and trying to go for it. So this could be the the one of the last two years that they try this. So of course they're gonna be they're gonna be in the running. They're gonna be in the in the mix. They're gonna be in the playoffs. They're my number three. Uh but yeah that defense is nasty. Nasty. So hopefully they fix that. My God. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you're honest because I I think I think the playoffs was a big eye opener for you last year. Yes, you know, you've always been bullish on this team almost too much. You know, mm-hmm. kind of watching them with the rose colored glasses, as Pierre would say. Um, but I think you, you finally showed some honesty and and you were pretty candid with your comments when when they got swept and you said you know this 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 era this legendary era may be coming to an end soon. Um, yeah, and I think what you're saying here only backs that up. I'm not ready to fully confirm that yet. No, no, but you can see, like, you just said it yourself, right? A year or two is all they have left, really. Yeah, literally all the fuel is going onto the fire, and hopefully it gets Here's my fantasy-related question, though. Yeah. I got to ask one question about this team. Mm. Uh, Sidney Crosby, how many years of elite production does he have left? I knew this was coming. He's <laughs> 32. Because it's, it's a great question. It's a fantastic question. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there there are players out there who over the course of their careers have, have done such a good job at taking care of their bodies, uh, you know, in, in dieting and, and off-season training. I think he's one of those guys, and yeah, he's getting a little slower, but I think his brain for the game and, and overall skill set and strength will still be there. I think he can remain... Like let put it this way, he's going to be a ninety-plus point guy this year, hundred percent. No I shit. Think. Yeah. In the course. next, until he's thirty-five, he's going to be eighty-five plus. I think that's very safe. Until he's next thirty-five, three years, eighty-five plus. Yeah, and then we can revisit the topic. But I think okay. he's uh, you know, he's in good shape. Sure, things will slow down a little bit, like he said himself. Um, 
all the work he's doing now is just to slow that that process. Um, but this player is just so smart. He's got Jake Gensel now, good wingman. Uh, I think that's that's a good recipe for for pretty good success. Yeah, well, I, I had to ask because because you know I'm sure we'll get into it more next episode. But Kyle and I have our fantasy draft keeper league coming up in a couple of days, yeah. and uh, and hey, I'm picking sixth, and I think I think I got an out, outside shot at getting Sid the kid, mm. um, and I just want to know in a keeper league how much value this guy has. So um, we'll see. Isn't there we'll that, see if I isn't there that hint of like that hint of I don't want to draft a 32 year old in that spot. Don't you kind yeah, of feel but that I in also want to win this year and next year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to win the seasons where the league is the most relevant, right? So, right. at least in the most immediate future. So, guys like Ovi and Crosby still have elite value to me. Um, and, and that's why I'm curious about Crosby. Do I take him as my first overall pick? Um, the answer yeah. is no. Don't take him. Because <laughs> you want him. Yes. Yeah. Well, may, maybe we work out a trade if I take him, because I know you definitely like him more than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll, we'll moving on, yeah. number two seed. You probably know where I'm going here. Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't have them as my four like you did. I had two. And uh, I just, I'm bullish on the team in general. I, I love their defense. I think it's arguably the best defense in the entire Eastern Conference. I think it is. Um, I think the world now knows who a Jacob Slavin is. I don't need to get into that. They know who a Brett Pesci is. I don't need to get into that. They signed Jake Gardner in an amazing sign, a great value deal. Uh, you know, he's only getting paid something like five million a year. He got no bonus. He's getting paid the same he got in Toronto um, to play in a more lousy, slow market where he's going to get to, to, to not get picked on. And so he's happy. The team's happy. Um, guys like Dougie Hamilton are there. They're still going to be quarterbacking the top PP. I mean, it's a great defense. And if and if there's one thing I value the most on a team, it's your defense. And up front, Sebastian Ajo is a star. Everybody knows him now. It's not a secret. Um, Nito Niederreiter fit, fit like a glove on this team when they acquired him from Minnesota last year. Mm. Um, I could see him putting together 60 to 65 points this year easily. I don't even think that's an ambitious prediction. I really don't. In fantasy leagues, please draft, please draft that man. Um, you know, Sveshnikov, you mentioned it. 30 goals, it's yeah. within reach. Yeah, um, Eric Halla, a guy who scored 30 goals just two years ago with Vegas. He's going to be your third center, so you've insulated um, uh, Skater-wise, this team is elite in my mind. Where questions start to come in is the goaltending. As you as as you as you said, and and you're not going to have Curtis McElhenney this year. You're going to have James Reimer, who I consider Yikes. to be a lower end of the spectrum NHL goalie, who didn't do much for Florida last year. So, I'm concerned about their goaltending. That's why I don't have him as my number one lead. But I still think everything else is so good that it keeps them in the running and should get them into the playoffs. Mm. So we're at number two. Number two. Yeah, Washington Capitals. You know what wow. this means, don't you? Wow. Yes. Somebody's high on a team from Pennsylvania and not wow. the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. I'm I'm really not going to talk about Washington. I'm going to say, yeah, I will, I only put them in here as a courtesy. Like if if it were up to me and I was just looking at the roster, I'd sweep them in like out of the playoffs. 
but uh, you know I can't do that, you know, because of the rules. Uh, I think <laughs> Kuznetsov is a dirty, dirty man. I predict, <laughs> I, pre- I predict he's going to have a rough year because of all this. Uh, you know, every time he may, he has a bad game, everyone's going to be chatting. Oh, he's fucking snorting cocaine, like stupid shit like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's going to have a rough one. I, I just yawn at these lines. They're they're kind of tired. They're kind of old. Like, I, I'm just not seeing a lot of uh, excitement. It's kind of like Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not very excited by what I see here. Uh, and Holtby, like, fuck. Like, Holtby's not even good anymore. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. Phoenix Copley, we might see a little bit of him. Uh, and then and, and Ovechkin's just so bad. Like, I don't know. They're, they're just kind of good every year, and I think, you know, I have them at number two, and it's it's a boring place to put them. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else on this team. I just don't like them at all. Yeah, they're not sexy to talk about, but you, you just know their their success is sustainable because they do it every year, right? Yeah. I'd love yeah. to put uh I'd love to put uh Carolina ahead of them. I'm I like mm-hmm. I'm way more interested in Carolina than Washington. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I can't well, do it. They're my number one seed. And so I I, I, I assume because of that I'll have to get into That's lame, you know, by why. The way. Yeah, it's lame. It's a lame pick, but it's, it's probably the smart pick. No, nope. because I pick it. I pick it every year, and they always come first. I think they've come first something like three years in a row now. It sucks and though. The, like it's the, like yeah, gotta shuffle hey, it up here. The Cro- the Crosby argument stays true with Ovechkin. Uh, uh, An Alex Ovechkin team does not miss the playoffs. They don't. Mm. And 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 the same rule applies here. Kuznetsov, you know, you can say what you want about his character, but he's only going to miss three games. It's a light suspension. Um, he'll still be there, you know, saddled along with Ovi. You're still going to have your second line of Backstrom and Oshi. It sounds boring as fuck, but that's the reality of this team. Um, Lars Zeller is your third center. Um, you know, your your defense, Ooh. John Carlson. John Carlson will be an elite power play defenseman. Like it's <laughs> it's all just it's so boring. Nothing lame. changes. It's so but, lame. But, it's so lame. They're arguably the lamest team in the league because they're just so goddamn stale every year. But yeah. they're effective. You know, Kempney and Jensen, they're ugly names, but they still find a way to play well. Mm. Orlov, same thing applies to him. And, and the goaltender, Holpe, he's not a sexy goalie. He's not, he, anybody, not anymore. If anybody tells you their favorite goalie is Braden Holpe, they're lying. Because <laughs> like, he's, he's, just, he's just a boring guy. Okay? On and off the ice. So I, I just, he's going to play his 60 games. He's going to put up his, his, you know, 250 goals against in his 918 save percentage, and he's going to get his team into the playoffs. And, uh, and, and that's this team. They're going to be sustainable. They're just going to play their games. They're going to go out there and, and put together good games, and they're going to make the playoffs. And I have them as my first seed. Wow. Yeah, that, that's lame, Nick. I got, that's, yeah, it's lame. Nothing. It sucks. It sucks. But I want to be right. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that uh, that's your prerogative. Uh, yeah, I do. My my number one team is the Philadelphia Flyers. That's not wow. lame. That's cool. Wow. That's not lame. It's cool, but you might eat shit. <laughs> no, I know. Remember how remember how highly we spoke of them last year? Oh, this roster is so fucking. And they let good. me down. Yeah, big time, big time. But you know, they we've been waiting for this for a while. We've been this has been percolating. This team has been percolating. 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 And, and I think uh, percolating miners, percolating <laughs> exactly. And I think they're just ready to blow. Listen, they've got the star power. They've got Giroux, Voracek, Couturier. They've got one of the best two-way centermen in the league, probably top three, uh, sure. in Couturier. 
You know, he, he could be like a Bergeron light. And we know how that how good that formula works over there. They've got depth. They've got Konechny. They've got Hayes now. They've got JVR, that former 30 goal scorer. Nolan Patrick can do his own shit in on the third line. Like, go play with your toys over there. Sucks that he's injured. I'm really pissed about that. Um, like, oh, I, I was really rattled to see that. I was hoping maybe come in, show some some good uh, good stuff, but nope. Uh, so let's put, tuck that away, tuck that aside. Um, Provorov, I think he had a really rough year last year. Consider that Provorov sort of a sophomore slump, so to speak. You know, he had the great year before that. Learning year last year. I think he's going to come back to this year with a ton more knowledge, worked on a bunch of different things in the offseason. I think he's going to be good to go. Solid overall as your kind of one defenseman there. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Ghost tucked away as, as a power play QB on line one or two. Doesn't matter. Probably probably the power play one. But uh, you've got guys like uh, Haig in there, Travis Sanheim. Like the defense, I know that was your main sticking point. I think they have the, the talent to actually be a good defense core. It's just how the coaching staff kind of structures them. I think that's what they were lacking most last year was... Uh, just getting guys in the right spot, structure, positioning, that kind of thing. I think the talent's there, though. Um, well, and, and then, that's Vigneault, That's Vigneault's calling card, right? There you Defensive go. Structure. There you go. Yeah. So I'm sure. Right I'm sure with throughout training camp, he's been drilling that in. Um, and you know what? Uh, I, if I can say one thing about Carter Hart is that I was impressed beyond belief with how he played at such a young age last year. I want this guy to be an above-average goaltender. And I think this team has the the capability and the skill to be up there in the top one, two, or three in the Metro here. Uh, and not to mention, they've got a youth boost, if they should choose to use it, Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee. Who, They're going to make the team? Um, I, I think it's one of those things, like like I said with Montreal, with their guys, I think you're going you're gonna to have them in the AHL. That's great. And then one guy struggles, one guy goes down with injury, like a Nolan Patrick, for example. Boom, a spot has just opened up for a very, very solid, very skilled guy who is going to just ignite you know, a lot of energy into this lineup. Frost is a multi-hundred-point guy that, you, that we got to see at the World Juniors. He's a very talented kid. Uh, there's a lot to like with this team. We've always loved their lineup. I think... Uh, Maybe uh, this coach is the guy to really just pull it all together. But I think the pieces are all in place. It's just do the right thing. I mean, I, I don't have any problem putting them ahead of Washington uh, or Pittsburgh for that matter. So let's see what happens here. But I I, uh, I think they're fun at number one. Well, I admire the take. And, uh, and, and hey, I had them two down on the I just not that high. But moving on to the wild card teams. My two wildcard teams. I'll be very quick about this. Number one, I got Florida. Uh, we are both. We both seem to be bullish on this team. I almost had them as a three-team in the Atlantic, um, but I just, you know, couldn't see the Leafs falling out of those that spot. Um, I like, like I said, we've talked about them enough. I like the additions they made, and I think it's good enough, along with their coach, to be a playoff team. And then uh, the second wild card. It's fascinating. It comes down to, to to my fifth seed in the in the Atlantic, my Montreal Canadiens, and the fourth seed in the Metro, the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, oh, that Philly, is, that Montreal, is baby. Wow. Who do I got? Montreal. 
to me, it's goaltending. Carter Hart or Carey Price? This is where the veteran will win out. Carey Price will will this team to a playoff spot. Last year was so disappointing with how close they got. Their season ended <coughs> tragically in an overtime loss in Carolina. Um, I think they're really going to make up for that. Um, I can see Claude Julien pushing the right buttons, fixing that t- that power play, getting his act, getting their act together. Montreal will be a playoff team yes. this year. Yes. Don't you dare get me going like this. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my Okay. So, real quickly. Uh, hey, hey, Montreal, Tampa. We're going to get it. Oh, my. First round. God. I am going to go nuts for that shit. Okay. We, <laughs> are you going to be home at that time? Uh, April? Yeah, I should be home for the end of the series. Okay. We might, go, we might be going to Montreal. Oh, baby. Yeah. So maybe wow. you, maybe we'll see you. We'll meet in Montreal then. Joe Dro, Joe Dro's gonna have the John Cooper doll. He's gonna beat up. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The the revenge series is the what revenge, we're gonna call yeah. it. So quite comfortably, you got Florida Panthers, my number one wild card team. Okay, uh, they're not gonna have too much trouble. I think they're gonna be sniffing Boston, uh, or sorry, yeah, Boston for a, a bit of that. So they're gonna be comfortably in the wild card one. Number two will come down to Montreal and Carolina for me. Nice. Um, so that's going to be a battle again. So, and again, it's funny, like you said, I mean, it's it's fun to compare the teams up front. I think uh, to me, the up, up front Carolina has the slight edge, uh, but I'm going to go back to goaltending with the one nice. Achilles heel of Carolina. I don't think... Uh, with the energy of Montreal's game, I, maybe they don't have the same amount of skill and, and uh, depth defensively, but I think the energy that they bring and then the calming uh, veteran Vesna presence of Carey Price, they're going to win out that uh, that spot. They're going to win out nine times out of ten. And then, as we know, anything can happen from then on in. And I think right. at that time, you're going to see Montreal with uh, some of their young guys really uh, stepping up into roles later on in the season. So... I'm excited. I think this could be a push year for them. And I think based on what Carey Price said in that interview about uh, where his career's at, mm. uh, that could be a, a telltale sign that he's locked and loaded. And uh, and it kind of pushes the buttons of upper management like this is, it's it's go time. They've, they've got Caulfield waiting in the wings for next year. They've got Suzuki. They've got Paling. You don't need any more young guys. It's time to start pushing the buttons now. So... I'm fired up. I think this team's in for a couple good uh, good years in front of us. And uh, boy, oh boy, I can't wait to dust that jersey off. Ha, ha. What a take. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think with Weber and Price aging, you got to start making moves, right? Yeah. Management has to, do, has to make the moves to help this team. You got to start thinking about the here and now, not just the future. And, 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 and hopefully we see Montreal and the Leafs in the playoffs. I think that would be very exciting. Oh, my God. Boy. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's been um, a while for Montreal. Yeah, that it has. So uh, with that said, there you have it. Uh, Kyle has the Philly Flyers making the playoffs. I have the Carolina Hurricanes making the playoffs. And everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah. So uh, not too much to disagree on here. Hopefully a little more hot takes and disagreement in next episode where we'll be previewing the Pacific and Central Divisions, which I'm sure will be a lot tougher 
um, b- based on uh, you know what the pundits are saying. So um, yeah, we uh, we look forward to that episode. We also uh, look forward to uh, announcing a few other things that I'm working on at the moment. So um, hopefully that all works out. And uh, until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Thank you for listening to our first episode of season two here on Rink Moose. We mm. appreciate all the support. And until next time, Rink Moose is signing off.